You're listening to the Real Estate Runway Podcast, powered by Quattro Capital, where we are all about alternative business and investment strategies to help you amplify life and maximize wealth. Here's your host, the recovering engineer turned multifamily investor, Chad Sutton. All right, Real Estate Runway family, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Runway Podcast. Today is a, such a special episode. It is our 100th episode. So thanks to all of you who have been here since the very beginning, listened to all of our content, given us feedback and helped us grow. Thank you for the reviews, the comments. You know, my video editor actually had to remind me that this was the 100th episode. We're already about 20 episodes past this on recording, you know, as of this drop. And so I had to go back and record this. And this is such a nostalgic moment to know how far we've come as a show. So thanks to all of you, the listeners. And now getting into the episode today, I'm going to have on a few of the Quattro partners for another Quattro Roundtable edition, really focusing on what you as the investor should be expecting out of the emotional intelligence of those working with your money. You know, how should you expect to be treated? How should you expect to be made to feel? You know, it's just going to be a great discussion. So let's head on over to that. But before we do, if you get any value out of this, as we just mentioned, please leave us that five-star review and thoughtful comment. It really helps us grow the show and keep going to 200 and then 10,000 episodes. And if you want to follow us on social media, please follow us at Team Quattro Capital, no word, no, excuse me, no special characters on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, or just visit us at thequattroway.com. And if you'd like to apply to be on the show, visit us over at thequattroway.com slash podcast. And folks, we love to hear from you. If you have any feedback, content requests, or just want to say hi, you can email us at podcast at thequattroway.com. All this will be in your show notes. Now on to your scheduled production. All right, all right, all right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Runway Podcast. We're here with Quattro Roundtable Edition featuring Mo, Tammy, and myself today. We'll see if Kim and Aaron happen to pop in. They're always welcome in this revolving door. But today, I <laughs> wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the Quattro experience with investors and just kind of, you know, for, for all of you aspiring syndicators out there, for all of you aspiring operators, those who may or may not be raising capital, or if you're an LP or an investor and you want to know what should life be like as an investor, you were going to talk a little bit about our experience and, you know, how we treat our people, things of that sort. So without further ado, let me pass it over to Mo. And Mo, if you'll just kind of share with us a little bit, you know, when you're, when you're talking with our investor partners, you know, what are some of the emotional intelligence cues that we try to use to make them feel valued in the space? And, you know, kind of what's your style with that? Well, the number one emotional intelligence cue is that everybody's human, that investors are not dollars. Actually, that's a real good segue, not segue, that's a real good prompt, Chad, because there's something that pisses me off about our industry. I hate it. I talk about it quite a bit on other people's podcasts, but I'm glad to talk about it here. When an investor spends 25 thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. It's not paper. Well, it's no. not. It is the amount of time and life energy that that investor put into that money to create that money that they have now entrusted us to go invest and hopefully make it grow. And the notion that we or any any syndicators out there, right? Or people who want to start in the industry or whatever, yo, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna raise this money and stuff and I'm gonna get this money from people and go buy property. That's not what you're doing. You're taking all their fears, effort, the time they didn't spend with their kids, the time that they had to feed their kids Cheerios instead of cook a hot meal because they came home late. That's what you're getting. You're taking all that 
and you're saying that I'm going to take that money and go do A, B, and C with it. So I think that's the first thing that I want to put out there is like, no, when we work with our investors, that's what the point of an LP is, right? Limited partner. They are actually partners. They are our people. And I think that's why we have such success at it in partnering with people to do amazing things because we recognize that it is a human business. It is not a money business. It's not a dollar business. It is human business. And that's something I pride myself on when we talk to Quattro investors. I'll even add to that. I just feel so honored every single time a new investor or even a repeat investor Mm -hmm. entrusts us to take everything that Mo just said and and trust us to go do something with it and, Mm -hmm. and make it better for them. I mean, that's, guys, that's heavy. You know, that is, that is an, Uber responsibility. Like, you know, just put it that way. Like, oh my God, it's big. (laughs) So, you know, I I know my husband is probably one of the most mistrusting people when it comes to allowing someone else to to do something with his money. It's a big step for him. And, and hey, I'm his wife and that's his kid right there. And it took a lot to convince him to invest in something like this because it's not the norm. It is alternative. I can't talk. Alternative investing. And everybody is so used to hearing stocks, this, that, that's where you throw your money, IRAs and all that. This is a different game. And a lot of people don't understand what it is. And so they're taking a big step, jumping out and doing something different with it. So I think it's huge that, you know, we honor that trust and we stay solid. Anyway, big deal. It's a big it deal. Is. And um, you know why I think we, we've we been able to partner with so many people so quickly over three years because of why who is we that? are. It's our background. We're, we're them. Because we are our investors. We are teachers, engineers, rocket scientists, or whatever it is that you are that I can never totally <laughs> figure out, but I still think you work for the CIA. Three cops, military, IT professionals, small business owners, a chiropractor. Everybody on the Quattro team, from managing members down to our alliance partners, comes from a particular background that honestly had nothing to do with finance and real estate in the beginning. But what what it is, is that we recognize that real estate is an awesome tool, such that we can grow equity and use cash flow to live life a certain way. So it brought me, you, Tammy, and Aaron, and Kim together to help people. But they all recognize in us, at least I think so, and I try we try to be genuine about it, but these guys aren't like, they're not Wall Street people who are trying to do something to us. They are real people who are trying to do something with us. And that makes and a whole, you know, difference. So those people who you were talking to, talking about at the beginning who were like, yeah, I want to get into syndicating and all that. What do you even have in common with the people that you are servicing? Do you even know yep. where they come from or their background or what have you? So I think that's a really important point. No, I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, I think that's a, that's kind of a unique, I want to say value proposition, but it's a, it's a unique feature of the Quattro team is that, you know, we, we have come from so many diverse backgrounds that, yeah. you know, we're, we're really able to, to connect and resonate with a myriad of people from different walks of life. And, and look, I mean, Chad Sutton cannot connect with every single person. I mean, I'm, I'm a personable guy, but some, you know, if, if there's a, a military man wanting to invest or, or a, you know, ex, you know, 
government service provider, such as, you know, police, fire, something like that. You know, we, uh-huh. we have that. It's interesting that we have those personality types, and typically they would want yeah. to go connect with who they who they are more similar to, you know. So I guess yeah, the advice. Small, small business owner like Tammy. Yeah. Former yeah. teacher, right? Corporate America mm-hmm. like Kim. A doctor like Aaron. Working for a global company like yourself. Like, it's just, it. I, I re, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I realized it at the beginning, Chad. Beginning meaning when Quattro formed, how valuable that is. But in talking to the 2,000 people that we work with, there's always someone on the team who can relate to where that person is coming from. Yeah. That's important because we're helping them invest their money and being a steward of it and stuff like that. And I, it's, it sounds like a book or something, but it's it's true and it, it, it matters. That stuff really matters. Well, and you know, I mean, let's pass that to some advice for the audience. So whether you are yep. an investor or you're looking for investors, you know, the, Emotional intelligence is very important. You know, the golden mm-hmm. rule, or the rule you've heard is treat people how you want to be treated. That's that's false. It's treat people how they want to be treated, right? <laughs> and so, I, I mean, like we, we all I have like. different personality types. The way I want to be treated is I want to be shown all the numbers and the details and excruciating stuff. That's not how everybody wants to wants to be treated. You know, some people want to connect and before they talk business. And so, I guess what the advice that I would say is, you know, surround yourself the the, the team that you have surrounded yourself with you know, should be able to, you know, to connect with different types of people and treat them the way they want to be treated. But further, you know, if you're just getting started in this and you see some people do this very well, you know, figure out who you're going to resonate with the best, right? If you are, you know, a, you know, an IT professional or a doctor or something, there, there are a lot of times people who only, you know, cater to that particular field or, or personality type for investments. And, and maybe, you know, if you're trying to find investors, maybe you focus on getting really good at catering to that one type of person, you know, or that one career path or something of that sort, because you're going to be able to connect with them better. Right. Hey, and then over time, you learn you, 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 when you develop emotional intelligence, you know, a.k.a. I mean, there's a negotiating book I'm going to put out there. It is not meant to negotiate with investors. My point is that what that book teaches is called <laughs> Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. He is a hostage negotiator. But what I learned from that is emotional intelligence is key with connecting with anybody. Treat yeah. people the way they want to be treated. So read that not in the form of negotiating people into being investors, but in the form of connecting with them on an emotional level. You know, is that's that's really how you build trust with people and things of that sort. So th- thanks for going down that road with me, y'all. And literally, you know, I think to to kind of transition a little bit, let's talk a little bit about the importance of communication in the world of private equity, right? You know, again, this this can apply to those raising equity or those who are investing equity. You know, what is the standard of communication that we pride ourselves in? And, and you know, do you think there's anything lacking that we could do better that maybe we can share with others? Well, complete and total... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, TT. Go ahead, I was going to say complete and total transparency is one thing we definitely pride ourselves on. You know, they can pick up the phone and reach any one of us yep and we're going to be complete honest with where things are what they're doing and what they need so you know my 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 joke it's i say it as a joke but it's it's dead on and serious and accurate is that 10 years ago i invested a ton of money and ton of money for me a very good portion of what i had at the time in test it's done well so i'm happy but elon musk is not taking my phone call he don't pick up the phone he'll call me back i made him chicken (laughs) dinner he hasn't showed up to come get it (laughs) nothing 
But what, what we do, which is what I really appreciate, and I'm not interested in doing another model, is Chad, Tammy, Kim, Aaron, Maurice, our alliance partners. We are always available by cell phone, email. However, people want to communicate, text message, chat, we're always available. What that means is a limited partner who puts their money into a project that we are working on to do some good for some residents somewhere, they are as close to their money as they can possibly be. They will pick up the phone and call and ask, and I will, I will answer. Me and Aaron will answer. Typically, it's us on the investor relations side, but we're all fielding calls on one, one way or another. The communication is so key. And Chad, I, you, you were spot on with what you said. It's, it's how they want to be treated. People feel different things. So when I do get a call at 7 p.m., even if I can't pick up the phone, I will send them a text and say I can't pick up the phone right now. But they, it might be 4 p.m. on the West Coast. It's the business day for them. I like that part of it. And I like them understanding that we care about what they think. The only way we can do that, to Tammy's point, is to be transparent and to be consistent in our communication back. That matters. And lastly, and I know it's not popular, maybe even in our own team a little bit. I don't like automation of everything. I hate it. Ah, I hate it. That's strong. But I don't think everything should be automated. Responses automated, da-da-da. I, I, operating human is a fundamental key of why Quattro has done so well. Because we're all humans. We're here talking to you so people know that we're approachable, we're reachable. I, and in the cases where investors have been like, oh, my God, I'm, thanks for taking my call. I'm like, I work for you. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a we, it's a weird dichotomy. But because I go through it every day, I can see what's happening with it. But communication is absolutely key for what we do. Yeah, it and absolutely you know, there's, is. There's eight or oh, go ahead, Chad. Sorry. All right. Editors edit that part out. Tammy, go ahead. I'm trying to give enough. <laughs> I'm trying to give enough space so that if you hear me being quiet, I'm giving space for the next person. If there's three seconds to go by, Sorry. I will start talking. So, okay. Yeah. Editors cut I, this I, part I, out. Yeah. Hold on. One. <laughs> the silence. Family dynamic. I will say this. There is a vast avenue of ways to communicate these days. You can, you know, I mean, there's investors that reach out and chat or potential investors reach out and chat on Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn or this or that. I mean, there's so many ways to communicate, but I still pride the fact that Quattro is just a little bit old school and we will not send you a canned reply or this or that. You're going to get, you know, true organic discussions with us. And that is one thing that I, you know, it. I feel it completely sets us apart and makes us just a little bit more old fashioned, you might say. You know, picking up a phone and actually having a conversation these days is not something that happens a whole lot. And you 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 end up getting to know our investors and who we're working with and who we're working for so and, much better just having an actual conversation. And I, I really think they appreciate that. Hey, Chad, you know, something just popped up in my head because there's prospective investors who are listening to this as well. I just had a phone call. So someone just invested in our current deal. And he's new, he's, he's brand new. And I just got to know him and he, he's now invested and he's a partner of ours. And he asked me the question, Maurice, I know you say you're going to, we're going to, or I'm going to hear from you a lot, but I bet you I'm not going to hear from you when things go wrong. And what I told him was contrary, you'll hear less from me when things are going right and more That's from just... me when things are going wrong. So it, I want to make it real because I don't want things to sound like we're perfect. We're not perfect. What we know how to do is adjust. 
So we just sold the property. We had some challenges with distributions because some of the operations, when we picked up the property, the one in Tennessee, there was a little bit more vacancy than we expected. There was also COVID that slowed down the supply chain, so we couldn't get repairs done. It was a myriad of reasons why operationally we couldn't send out distributions. But now we've sold it and the distributions will catch up and everyone's going to be happy with their greater than 20% return. But when we had to tell the investors that we, or our, our partners, I think there's 20 investors on that deal, that we could not send out distributions, we were incredibly transparent as to why. Me and Aaron picked up the phone and called certain people who we knew would need an actual phone call, hand-holding a bit. They might have a little bit of anxiety about, wait a minute, my investment is not doing what it's supposed to do. So the first thing Aaron and I did was pick up the phone and start talking and explaining, this is what's happening. This is what we're trying to do. It's not perfect. We will get there. It is not perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. But what should be perfect is your ability to communicate what the hell is happening there's no Messiah on this team. There's no Messiah on any real estate team. Things are going to happen. You have got to communicate to investors what's going on in the background and then perform and then, you know, get them their 20% back so they don't, they don't, they don't get at you later. But um, that all worked out too. Yeah. And I think that's really key. And, and, you know, communication, and that's really a good topic to get into is communication should always be regular, but it should really increase when things aren't maybe as good. And then look, I mean, yes. we're in the business world. Real estate is an investment. People live in our buildings. I don't know if you guys realize that or not out there. People <laughs> live in these buildings that we buy. People are messy. They break stuff. They yeah. don't pay rent. They lose their job. I mean, it, it, anything that you can imagine could happen. Murphy's law on a building, something's going to go wrong, right? The question is just how do you adjust and get back to it. And so a story that I'm going back to is, let's talk about our Dalton project. You know, when we found out, what was it, December 26th, after we had just enjoyed Christmas dinner, that our, you know, a major tenant who was renting like 32 units for a company, you know, had decided, hey, you know, we just don't have the interns we used to coming out of COVID. It was another COVIDism. And we're sorry, we're just not going to renew this lease. We're going to terminate. You know, and despite the fact that that was against the lease protocol, we won't go there. But the the point is, you know, we had a major situation on our hands where we just went from 98% occupied to, you know, closer to somewhere in the low 80s because we just lost 30 units. And so what did we do? We put together a plan. We figured out, and this is a whole different execution story. We figured out how to get these things blitz renovated and had them all done and leased up within three months. I mean, it was a major, major undertaking. Our team kicked total tail on that. But what did our investors feel, right? Our investors had an, a near immediate communication with a diagnosis of the problem, right? And, and mm -hmm. like, here's the problem. Here's mm -hmm. the things we're doing to solve it. And then swiftly behind that, here's the plan of action of how we're going to put this thing back on course. And now we overcorrected and we're so far ahead of plan because we, you know, That's renovated good. 30 units faster than we thought we would. So, you know, it just comes down to especially like the, the hard conversations when things are not easy to communicate. Maybe things aren't going exactly according to plan. Being quiet is the worst thing you can do yeah. if you have They're investors ahead. in your deal. You have to communicate whether it's good news or bad news. Just give the news and explain it and give confidence, you know. Well, let's say you guys about that. I got on a soapbox a little bit, but, you know, that's that was near and dear where we pulled that off. Well, I'm going to take... Oh. Go ahead. I'm going to no, take I that even further. Oh, <laughs> when when you when you just stated like 
go to them, tell them what's going on, you know, give them the problem, communicate it. The one thing I like that we do actually a little even more so is we bring them like, here's the situation. It's not great, but here's our plan of action. And here's how we're going to recover. And here's how we're going to recoup. Knowing that we are explaining to them, this is how we're going to fix this. It's even more reassuring. You know, it builds that trust even further, you know, and so it it really helps that they know exactly what is going on and all that good, you know, all like that. In other words, tell people what's happening to their money and be real about it. Yes. Be real about it. That's that's what we do. We do it well. When we have our problems, we'll say it. When we have successes, we'll say it. If we get less than projected returns we'll say it we'll, we'll we'll kick butt to try and get over what we what do we always say we we under promise and over deliver we'll, we'll yep. keep doing that there's gonna come like no we're not perfect there's gonna come a point where we don't hit the mark on something at some point because you cannot bat a thousand on every single thing your whole life right but what is the plan to course correct that thing and do better on the next one or get those people to where they need it to be and that's a challenge and that's why folks should feel comfortable. I'll sell us. That's why folks should feel comfortable with us because we're, we're we're realistic. COVID showed up. It changed the game for so much shit. We we were like, oh my god, what is this thing? Why why are there rent moratoriums where we can't? Excuse me, eviction moratoriums where we can't evict people. Now we have no revenue. We never we never. I didn't know about COVID for until it showed up, right? So you have to be able to communicate and get through those things and but tell people what's happening with their money. It's just the right thing to do. Yeah, I think you hit it perfectly. I mean, it's none of us are messiahs. None of us can predict the future. What you're investing in is, yes, a, a property that has potential to be great, but you're investing in a team who can put a plan together and then figure out how to solve problems along the way to keep you as close to or in ex- excess of that plan as physically possible, right? I mean, I, I always... An engineering mentor of mine, this is super nerdy, so y'all get ready, get ready. Back when I did <laughs> finite <laughs> element analysis on uh, for heat transfer problems in aircraft engines, that's a mouthful. CIA is what that CIA. is. What? Yeah, there you go. What? <laughs> Sixth grade version, please. <laughs> so the, the idea is, you know, this was a sophisticated model, and we were trying to model something in real life. You know, in a super complicated world that is, you know, what happens to an aircraft engine when you fly it, right? And so you try to model a scenario that will let you design the thing to withstand all conditions, right? And so he told me one day, he said, look, Chad, he said, all models are wrong, but some models are useful. And that resonated with me because I was like, holy smokes, like I'm I'm killing myself trying to get this answer right right, when really I'm trying to, to... model a myriad of solutions that could take place you know i mean what really happens you model this thing at a super extreme condition and then you get these fighter these ex-fighter pilots flying these big ass you know 747s around in the desert so it's like nothing nothing goes the way you think it will but the point is you know to take that back to the unnerdy soapbox situation you know we all predict something. All Anyone who does a real estate deal, they predict a pro forma. That pro forma is wrong as soon as we buy the property. I promise you. Yep. Because, so, you know, somebody will move out earlier or later or something Honestly. will break or something. And it's a constant adjustment to get us to the winning finish line, you know. Yeah. And so that's what you're investing in. That's what you as sponsors have to communicate. 
that's what you as investors should expect from your sponsors is, is communication of what is going on along the way, what problems we're having, what they're doing to fix them. Problems shouldn't scare you. Problems without solutions should scare you. You know. Yes. <laughs> Real quick, I had to say it. I think that's what the p investors or potential investors who are listening need to be asking of Quattro and other operators. What's the problem? Thanks for telling me the problem. Tell me the plan that you're going to do to course correct that. They, they have a right as limited partners to say, what's the plan? Yeah. And you have an expectation as a limited partner for the operator to come back and express the plan and to execute it. And too many of you guys out there are sitting on the sidelines as if because you're a limited partner, you have absolutely zero voice. I'm not going to postulate. Is that a word? I'm not going to think about how other operators do stuff. But if it's a Quattro deal, you have a voice. Your voice That's is it. pick up the phone, call Aaron, Mo, Chad, Kim, or Tammy, express the concern, ask for the course corrected action, and we will get back to you and tell you exactly what we're going to do. So use your voice, and we will go through the process of communicating as best we can back to you. But I want to empower people with that because it's your money. It's your life energy that you put into it, and something is happening out there with it, and you should know exactly what's going on pick up the phone for quattro people the other operators i don't know i don't it's not my my issue my issue is you feel empowered to call people you can certainly call us if you're working with us that's a mic drop right there if there's one on your desk pick it up and drop a friend real quick <laughs> uh, i got a pin boom <laughs> all right my man I, I got you couldn't have said that better myself mo i appreciate everyone coming on here and really yeah. giving us some interaction on just you know how should investors be treated how should you you know how should you build them up as people how should you resonate with them how should you communicate with them and investors what should you expect from the sponsors you're investing in so everyone this has been another episode of the real estate runway podcast quattro roundtable edition until the next episode over and out all right, Real Estate Runway family, I hope you enjoyed that podcast with Mo, Tammy, and myself talking about emotional intelligence and investor relations and communication. You know, it's so important if you choose to operate a business with partners and investor partners, or if you choose to be an investor in other syndicators like Team Quattro, you really, really have to expect this kind of behavior. You have to expect emotional intelligence and expect nothing less. So without further ado, we're going to conclude the episode for today. If you got any value out of the show, one more reminder, please scroll down, hit that five-star button, leave us a thoughtful comment. We'd really appreciate it. And until next time, this has been the Real Estate Runway Podcast. We hope this episode was insightful and brought value to your day. If so, please be awesome and leave us a five-star review. Find out how Team Quattro can help you at thequattroway.com. Until next time, this is the Real Estate Runway Podcast.